Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The latest news from BC Ferries is that if you're traveling to Salt Spring Island this weekend, you may encounter delays. They are anticipating an increase in traffic on that particular route. They say people should try carpooling or get ready for sailing weights. I mean, it's always something these days, isn't it? And whenever we do stories about problems with BC ferries, I automatically for sure hear from people who say, why are we the only ones having this problem? And they will tell me, you know, down in Washington state, the ferry system runs fine and everything is great. In fact, this week I had a whole bunch of people emailing me and telling me that which is why I thought, all right, we need to take a closer look at this, right? I got our next guest and I thought, is our ferry system running in Washington so well that we need to talk about it? Yes, we do. So Charles Prestrud is with us now, the director of the Coles Transportation Center in Washington State, and he's written about this. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Now, we're obviously facing a lot of challenges up here, Charles, with our ferry system. What's it like in Washington State? Well, I wish I could tell you that things were just wonderful down here, but we're actually facing pretty much the same problems. And there have been significant service interruptions and long lines uh, down here in Puget Sound. Why? What's happening? Well, there are two fundamental problems. Uh, One is uh, they don't have enough crew to man the ferries. And this is partly due to COVID, but it's also due to just having a large number of very senior employees who were approaching retirement even before COVID hit. And then the governor issued an executive order mandating vaccinations for all ferry system employees. And many of them didn't want to do that. So 132 ferry system employees uh, were either dismissed or forced into early retirement. And since they barely had enough uh, crew to start with, it meant that they no longer had enough crew to man the boats, and it's hard to hire people with the necessary skills. So here we are a year and a half later, and uh, we're still significantly short of the necessary crew members. The other problem is that uh, the ferry system doesn't have as many ferry boats as they need. Um, so when one breaks down, sometimes there's no backup boat to bring into service. Okay, these are exactly like the problems that we are having here. Yeah, uh, sounds like it. Yeah, okay, so tell me about the ferry, the boat problem here. Is it is it that they haven't invested in the infrastructure for the boats? Have they ordered them? What's going on there? <clears throat> well, it's a complex story, but um, again, um, <clears throat> politics has something to do with it. Uh, the average age of a ferry in the Washington State fleet is about 30 years or a little bit over now, which is old by industry standards. And uh, the ferry system did purchase uh, four or five new ferries uh, a few years ago. Those were conventional diesel-powered ferries. But then the governor issued an executive order directing the ferry system to transition as soon as possible to uh, zero-emission fleet. And so the ferry system said, hmm, okay, well, uh, we'll have to buy 
electrically powered ferries. And it turns out that that's a whole lot more complicated and difficult and expensive uh, than they anticipated. And their initial attempt to design and and purchase these uh, electrically powered ferries uh, failed. And so the state is going to have to issue a new request for proposals and it'll be two or three years at least before we get any new boats, which makes it very difficult for the ferry system to keep the existing old clunkers running. And so up here, you know, when when we have problems with our ferry system, Charles, there's a lot of pressure put on the government to do something about it. What's it like down in Washington state? Is there pressure on the state government to do something? There is. And uh, the legislators who represent uh, the districts around Puget Sound are getting a lot of, uh, shall we say, input uh, from their constituents who are unhappy uh, with the poor service. But half of Washington state, you know, the half that's east of the Cascade Mountains, they're a lot less concerned about the ferry system. So uh, this is a political problem, and it's not clear yet uh, how it's going to be resolved. Okay, that's an interesting point. I think for us, it's probably we get louder because our capital is over on Vancouver Island, right? So you have to get to and from, but that's not the case in Washington. So for your case, then politicians have to balance the rest of the kind of mainland state versus the areas that need the ferries. That's right. I mean, it's it's always a, a tough uh, uh, arm wrestling contest uh, when the transportation budget is being prepared. Uh, there are needs all over the state, and it certainly didn't help the, the case that the ferry system was trying to make when uh, the bids for the electric ferries came in so far over budget. Uh, I think that caused some legislators to to choke on that and say, you know, we need to, we need to find an, a cheaper way to get ferries built. The, the ferry system in Washington state has always been more utilitarian, hasn't it? It's kind of, it's, it's, it's bare bones. Yes, it is. And in fact, uh, it's kind of funny uh, when people from Washington state go up to British Columbia and take the ferries, they come back here and they tell us, how come we can't have a ferry system that operates like the one on British Columbia where they have fancy ferries, you know, with nice <laughs> amenities, and, and, and they're faster, and they're bigger. And, and and here in Washington State, you know, we have these smaller ones. They seem to be older, you know. That is so fancy. funny. That's so funny, because yeah. we get the opposite, right? We get people saying, why can't we just have the basic system that runs well and seems to go on time like they have in Washington State? Yeah. It's always, the, w- the grass is always greener somewhere else, I guess. Yes, it is. And uh, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, in the past, there has been a ferry route that connected uh, Anacortes, Washington, <clears throat> with Sydney, British Columbia. Uh, but that route was taken out of service in uh, 2020 when the COVID pandemic began. And service has not been restored and probably won't be restored until 2030, which is kind of a shame because it was nice having that direct connection. Yeah. And so what is the reason for that not being restored? Well, it's uh, a combination of both not having enough crew and international sailings like that require ferries to have uh, an international certification. It's the safety of life at sea requirements for additional uh, onboard uh, safety and and, uh, life-saving equipment. And the ferry system only had two ferries that met that certification, and one of them got so rusty that it had to be taken out of service. So now we were down to just one uh, ferry, and it's often used on other routes. So 
uh, it's a combination of both not having enough crew and not having enough boats that are certified for that international service. And so what are they doing about the training and the retention, the staff issue? Well, they're working hard, and I have to give the ferry system some credit on this. Uh, they could have started a little bit sooner, but they have been hustling to uh, re- uh, recruit and train more staff. Uh, it used to be that it was the obligation of the employee to get the necessary certifications, which can take a long time and cost some money. Now the ferry system helps pay for that. Uh, the ferry system is also working with the local maritime training academy to uh, encourage people to go into these fields and uh, to recruit from them. So, and now they recruit year-round. It used to be they just do it in spring because they needed more crew during uh, the summer months. But there are a lot of union regulations, and so it's it's still a slow process. Well, this was really illuminating, Charles. So we appreciate your time on that this morning. Thank you very much, and good luck with your ferry system up there. Yeah, and good luck for, with yours, too. That's Charles Prestrud, who's the director of the Coles Transportation Center in Washington State, and has been writing about the problems that the Washington State ferry system has been having. And boy, do they ever sound similar. Aging ships that are breaking down that they can't get repaired, lineups, waits at the ferry terminals, uh, can't get enough staff. Everything that we've got, they also have down there, too. Although, I, you know, the website might be a different situation, but... Other, everything else completely the same. Uh, clearly, these are issues that many ferry systems are grappling with. But, you know, with the money that we are throwing at it, you think that we could get ours back up and running faster.